The Spanish announce table. It is Pro Wrestling's Best Podcast, The Spanish Announce Table, episode 447. I'm Tim. That is Tom over there with a confused look on his face. Uh, If you're watching the episodes live on YouTube, that is, or watching back the replays on YouTube, uh, it's also available on podcasts. So if that's the only way you're hearing my sweet voice and you didn't know you could look at us, I don't want to pull back the curtain and disappoint you, but you could check us out on YouTube. Watch us do this live on Thursday nights, precisely on the dot, exactly 7, 27 p.m., right? Every single time, exactly that. So, Tom, oh, yeah, by the way, that's uh, U.S. Central Standard Time Zone or Arrowhead time. Or the one true time zone. Mahomes Standard Time. Yeah. Why the hell we're going by any other time zone but the one that counts? yeah so how's tom dude you know whatever this second day of uh radiation first day was about 25 minutes of treatment as they call it today was 15 because the first day takes a little bit longer because the doctor's there no you know and all that stuff uh it's a weird process you just essentially lay on a bed metal bed not like a you know comforter or anything like that but you lay on a bed and this contraption i don't know another way to describe it but these three huge cylinders just rotate around you and they stop and then they rotate around you and then they stop and they rotate around you and then they stop and then you're done you don't feel anything you don't see anything after so the this is the second day and I felt this the first day, but I thought maybe it was just nerves. You know what I mean? Like, oh, God, I'm just so tense and it's an adrenaline dump and all that. Uh, but I still, ha- uh, after the second time, I have uh, soreness in my shoulder. So I don't know if that has something to do with it. They said it could feel like a sunburn, like eventually, like it'll feel like a sunburn. Um, but yeah, so I do this Monday through Friday. For the next six weeks. So I think my last day is September 21st. Because I also take off whatever that fucking holiday is. What's the holiday that's coming up next? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Whatever that one is. Yeah. Yeah. Labor Day is the next one, isn't it? I don't fucking know. How about Doctor Day? Yeah, anyhow. So this sounds like the most uh, intensive gonorrhea treatments I've ever heard of, Tom. So uh, I'm sorry you're going through that there. I mean, you got to get rid of it somehow. Yeah, you know right, what I mean? Yeah, like somehow, right? So you got to do it. And if you're going to do it, you got to do it the way they say to do it. That's the thing. Because here's the thing that also that people have been telling me, and I just don't fucking get it. Because this is how, uh, quick side rant, because now we're in it. Uh, this is how you get all these fucking fake doctors and YouTube bullshit. When the doctors say, like, this is the option, fuck you. Right? Like, People were like, oh, are you scared? If you're scared, you don't have to do it. Yes, I do. The fucking doctor, the surgeon, and the fucking radiologist said the best option because chemo has actually not worked and your tumor has gotten larger is radiation. So then fuck your feelings. Go fucking do the thing. This is where like, oh, you know what? Actually, I don't need a vaccine. You know what I could really do is eat oranges and look into the sun before 5 a.m. Like, fuck you guys and girls. It's all of you. (laughs) <laughs> have you tried butthole sunning though? I mean, that's... oh yeah, yeah. Actually, that I'm 
Do you remember? Did you read Brian Danielson's book or Daniel Bryan's book? I parts of it. I don't know if I finished it. Kane was really into that. I'm being dead serious. It's in the book. He's super into like, I'm not kidding. It's in the Daniel Bryan well, listen, book. When, when you come from a world of hell and you know brimstone and fire, you get a little used to the warm weather, right? So well, sometimes hey, you, you got to get a little, you know, you got to get a little, yeah. little it must be worries on the goods. But, yeah. It must be where he's getting all these fucking great ideas as a fucking mayor. Piece oh of yeah. Shit. All that meditation time. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yes. all those With great a sunburned ideas. butthole. Yeah, don't help the homeless. The title. <laughs> yeah, don't help the homeless. Let's attack people uh, who are just trying to better themselves. Let's do that. Hey, yeah. uh, your county may need uh, more food security. Nah, yeah. we need to make yeah, sure that out there. Uh, class two A sports is fucking staying true. Kane is out there sunning his butthole, and he's like, he's like, I feel at peace. I feel re-energized. <laughs> You know what this makes me feel? It makes me realize that I really hate student loan forgiveness. You got to do yeah. something about that. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My favorite thing about Kane all time is how he came out against something, something fucking dumb on the wrong side of history, which mm. shocker. And uh, the greatest human to ever live, yeah. Hangman Adam Page, then quote tweets that and says, here's a compilation of Kane getting hit in the head. CT is a real thing because fuck you, Kane. Here, here's another thing, too. I, there's a lot of controversial this is people. Yeah, this is good yeah. stuff. There's a lot of controversial people in pro wrestling, right? I understand that. But you pick and choose your, you know, your overton window will adjust based on new information, things like that. So I have some questionable action figures uh, in my collection, right? Of some people I'm like, okay, but you know what? It's the character. Kane, never going to get. Don't ever get me a Kane. I don't want a Kane. Kane sucks. Bye-bye. No Kane. Fuck him. Fuck Glenn Jacobs. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. All right. <laughs> I love this. This is the wild Name stuff it you this. get. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck Glenn Jacobs. Yeah, this is the mm -hmm. fun stuff you get on the Spanish announce table, and you can play along. If you got some thoughts about Kane, you could be here live chatting with us in the YouTube, or you can send us a hashtag, tweet the table, which we'll read later a couple of those here on the show uh follow us on twitter at table show x whatever the fuck it is uh while it exists fuck elon right? musk yeah fuck elon yeah. musk too we're also on the facebook instagram threads right we're on the twitters the tiktoks the youtubes you can find all of that stuff at spanish there's links to that also at spanish you have a link to the pro wrestling tees where you can get a t-shirt of which neither of us are wearing right now to model for you you're welcome. I, I, it's in the yeah. wash. It's in the wash. You know what right. I mean? I'm I mean, I have so a Spanish announce table t-shirt, but it's not the one that's available at pro wrestling tees. This is a throwback to an old shop that doesn't exist now because we're exclusively on the pro wrestling tees. Exclusive. Exclusive. So go get that there. Um, you can also always just drop us a voicemail, like send it in an email, record a voice clip and ask us a question talk to us about pro wrestling just like our pal did here if you're ready for this tom well let's just also say uh thank you to all again two weeks after uh for sending all of those amazing clips and emails for our 10 year uh it was so great and that's the thing keep it coming if you want if you sent in a, a video clip or excuse me a voice note or whatever it may yep. be and you're like that was fun i want to yep. do it again do it. Yeah. It doesn't not, have to wait for 11 years or whatever. Just yeah. send it in. 
not to tell tales out of school here, but, you know, Ash said, hey, I think I'm going to keep doing this because I got a lot of wrestling thoughts and I don't have any friends. And I was like, uh, that describes us. And that's why we do this. So let's be wrestling mm-hmm. friends, right? Talk to us. Talk to us, right? So. Fuck yeah, Jeffrey Sills. He says, shout out to the real elite team that won the Birmingham <laughs> Boat Brawl. Fuck okay, yeah. yes. Yeah, Our right. greatest talk about, yeah, moment. Yeah. <laughs> our greatest moment in the history of the world. Who would have known the greatest chair shots of all time would have come outside of the pro wrestling arena? I swear to God, that was a missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. Someone, I, I thought they were gonna. I thought someone was gonna do it. I thought maybe RVD and their match or something. But someone needs to grab that chair, right? That kind of chair. Yeah, it's got to be white. And, the white like folding chair. Yes. Yes. You know who needs to do it. You know who needs to do it. Stokely Hathaway. Stokely mm. Hathaway needs to, be the one to just hit somebody marry. with that. Yeah. Or Prince Nana, that would be another good one because I just love how funny yeah. it is. Yeah, it would, but someone needs to do that ASAP. What Swerve a great moment somebody. in time. These are the moments where I'm like, okay, I appreciate social media in these moments that we all got to like in very short time witness that event. Oh, and just all it, discuss it. It's so funny. Oh, it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. You got mug shots now of those racist assholes uh, fucking trying to jump a security guard. Oh yeah. my god, it's so great. Go check out all that. They should, but see if they would have had a sunburn butthole. Yeah. This wouldn't have happened. They would have been calmed down and relaxed, right? Then they could have just you went know, and tried to litigate some some rights away instead of trying to get in an actual fight. You know how much I love that moment is I actually sent you a video asking if you had seen it. Because usually we will talk amongst each other and we'll just be like, Hey, did you hear about Vince retiring or whatever it is, which is big news. But this, I was like, I need to tell you this. I sent you a video and I was like, oh God, you don't know yet. And I sent you, oh my God, my wife is so tired of hearing about it. She loves it, but like, I've watched it 12 times. I've, you know, Shaquille uh, O'Gills is one of the names that I heard for the guy that swam over. Oh yeah. uh, yeah. Aquaman. (laughs) Aquaman. Yeah. I just love it so much and the avengers yeah. fucking photo where they come the fucking thing yes the best part is the hat when he's just like all right the guy lunging him he's like all right fuck this <laughs> he's like we're ready to throw down do you it's think so he fun. did that do you think he here's what i thought when he did that initially do you think he did that to distract like a oh look at this like it's a i've seen too many tv shows so i'm gonna throw the hat to make you look that way and then do something or it was like a fuck this shit i think it was just like a oh okay so now we're doing it right like it was the moment of like i think he was still in the moment of like i swear to god i'm gonna punch this guy but i'm gonna lose my job and i need this fucking job and i want everyone to work again right so it was like fucking throw this hat you mother you sunburned butthole you i can't even yeah uh i love uh, the one point when the three dudes are coming in skipping like uh, that's the most relatable part that's the most relatable part if you've ever seen a legit real street fight where the people are gathering into one spot someone's always skipping there's always skipping like that everybody's like somebody gets excited that this is happening and they're like oh my god i finally get to beat somebody up oh my god Oh, I wish I was there. I would have joined in. I would have hit all those motherfuckers. This is a great question that maybe we can ask some of our black fans out there, right? The millions of them out there, I'm sure. Uh, In that moment, Tom, if we saw that going down, how do we jump in and help and not get mistaken 
for the white folks that they're needing to beat their ass. You know what I mean? Like, do we, like, it feels wrong to not jump in, but I also, mm-hmm. like, I can't catch some friendly fire in this moment, right? For me, what I would do, it's a double leg mount and then you're punching on top of someone. And then they obviously can see it, right? Yeah, they got to see you going yeah. at a white dude hard. Yeah, they gotta and you got to yell, you got to yell, like, you got to be calling them Nazis, right? You got to yeah. be vocal, right? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah like, that's what you have to I'm do. one of the good ones. I'm one of the fucking good ones. <laughs> just like, Why are you ruining this for us? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't want to die in a race war because of you. Right? Like, fuck yeah. you. <laughs> you can't be on your feet. Yeah. If you're on your feet, too many things are misinterpreted. So you got to take uh-huh. someone down. Yeah. All the people come from behind. Yeah. Nobody's yeah. trying to jump on you on the ground. Right. right. Especially if you're yeah. beating up a white dude. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. You might, somebody will help you then. All right. Okay. Great advice, Tom. Great advice. Yeah. Oh, I've been a part of fights where I'm like, I don't know who <laughs> likes me here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, got to punch somebody or I'm going to get punched by somebody. So I got to pick a side. Oh. <laughs> side quest. Side quest. There was a, there was a high school street fight that we got into where it got up to so many people in a Best Buy parking lot. Cause I'm old and there were still Best Buys. And it got to the point where we were all gathered and like, we all knew each other and we're like, so are you here for like jet Justin? Or are you here for like, uh jesse and is like are we friends ah. or foes today yeah like because i'm i'm fucking up whoever likes uh jared and yeah. i'm on jesse's side and so you're like and so you're just like I, I I, bit, are you i had yeah. a bit of an inverse where um I, i'm at a fight uh, i'm at a bar and my friends are playing pool and they sort of hustled these guys a little bit and the guys got mad and they're shoving whatever and it's lights out right everybody's getting kicked out of the bar anyway so they kind of get shoved out at the same time that they're arguing and fighting, which involves getting bumped together. And now it's like throwing down. And I kind of like one of the guys I was like, Oh shit, I know that guy ish. Like he works in the kitchen at the other bar where I do the karaoke two nights a week. Right. And we'll kind of be like, Hey, what's up? You know? So I'm like, Oh no, now I'm fighting against his friends. Right. And I'm like, Oh, this is, this sucks. Right. But now I got to punch this guy. I don't know him all that well. Right. So we're going at it. We rolled down the street, right? Like we cross over the intersection and in Manhattan, Kansas, you've seen Aggieville, right? Like, right outside oh, the yeah. bar district is homes. We, we're out on this lawn of this home. Apparently, it's these guys' place because their roommates have come out with some hockey sticks, right? And now they're fucking swinging on us. I, like, punching that guy and holding him by the throat, like this guy that I barely know. And then, like, we all get separated, right? Cops fucking let, you know, half us go again. Our white privilege, right? We get to walk on out of there. And with with stuff in my pocket that I, <laughs> I'm like, you go, I get a walk. Okay, thanks. So, um, the, like that guy, I see him like a week later at the bar and he was just like, that was crazy, huh? And I'm just like, uh, yeah, <laughs> like, I guess I'm like, I don't know. I guess. Right. Like, and we just never had to speak again, but like, it was just kind of like a, yeah. Yeah, I think we were both kind of like, Hey, listen, we were friends of the guys that actually got in a fight. And so mm-hmm. had to happen. Right. I guess, you know what I mean? Like we didn't really have a beef with each other, but it was like in that moment oh. we had to, right. We had to have a yeah. beef with each other. Yeah. Oh, I, Tim, again, because I was a delinquent and I was a piece of shit in high school. There were times where I got into a street fight, talking about a fight in someone's in some in front of someone's home. I remember a friend of mine who always fought someone called this person and that person hung up on him. They were talking shit. Then that person hung up on him. We knew where they lived, which was like three blocks away. So we're walking. We're ready. There's like six of us. 
ends up being four of us because two of them are afraid of dogs and so we walk to this person's house and they have dogs in their front yard and they're like i'm out i, I can't i'm out and so we're like well fuck and so we go and there's like people like r- like they thought it was a fucking movie and they're like running from outside of the house i'm like you motherfuckers you know and i'm taking a rock and i'm hitting people in the temple and shit like anyhow but i fucking hit this one guy as hard as i can with a rock right into his eye socket i'm like whoa you know like that push him off and then we're all you know separated the mom shoots a gun in the air we're like okay 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 you know we run off and stuff but then i go to class because it was a saturday or something i go to class motherfucker i sat next i sat behind or the guy sat behind me i didn't even know he sat behind me yeah, I just beat like, the oh, fuck out of this guy. Here? Yeah. <laughs> richard green if you still have vision problems i'm sorry but man i fucked him up and i didn't even know it he was such a nice guy in class deviated septum to this day yeah <laughs> maybe he because he told me he's like oh i can't see very well uh, uh, in, in lighter news jeffrey todd says best buy is hiring where i live see so if you join the chat and you were looking for a job you might get a connection you could you could things could happen your wildest dreams could come true if they include best buy tom are you ready to listen to uh, a spanish announce to the spanish announce uh answering machine here <laughs> Oh, I like that, yeah. Yeah, the Spanish announce answering machine. We got a call from Ash Hendricks here. What's up, lads? It's Ash. How you doing? Hope you're having a good week. Happy Thursday. Happy 10 years and two weeks anniversary to the Spanish announce table. Cool. Um, My question is, uh, when was the last time, or not the last time, when was any time that you can remember where a wrestling company has done something either on screen or off screen and you thought, oh, wow, They're leaving money on the table. I say this because I don't know how I got to this point here, but I was watching the failed cashing of Braun Strowman, and I thought, wow, they really could have done something here if they just put the fucking belt on this guy, but whatever. Uh, Anyways, I hope you have a good week, and uh, have a great show, and you both suck. Bye. He was talking about you, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, Uh, Look, there's so many of those moments, man. I... I feel like I can't single one out because I feel like we got so jaded and expecting of them to not capture lightning in a bottle, specifically with WWE at least, to where I feel like, oh, God, there's so many that it feels like I can't even begin to name one specifically, right? Um, Gosh, as as I think about that, like, I mean, I, I remember specifically in the moment, like, when when the Bray Wyatt guy came over, right? And he was first like, I'm taking down the machine. And it was prime, like, uh, they were doing the authority thing. I was like, you guys could do a lot right here. And then we all saw what happened there. That might have had something to do with it, right? Maybe they understood what we didn't know about the character playing <laughs> uh, Bray Wyatt. But, uh, you know, there's so many examples of just them just kind of coming up lame and, and not capturing i think what could have been a big moment what do you do you have something specific in mind as i think a little more oh geez yeah i'm writing all these down i didn't listen to it ahead of time um but yeah i have one two three four five i have five one of them actually is coincidental i wrote this on our uh x page twitter page at table show but one thing that i think could have been very interesting now this would have been lower level this wouldn't have set the world on fire although maybe it could have but Raven and his flock, right? Raven and his flock in WCW bumping up against the NWO. Just seeing what that dynamic of the cool guys in the room, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and to a certain extent, 
Hulk Hogan going up against the weird rocker guys of, you know, Seattle grunge and just what that would look like and how Raven would play mind games and how like yeah, been he would cool. like almost was like he was almost, you know, not to the spookiness that Bray Wyatt was, but he was kind of Bray Wyatt before Bray Wyatt, at least the first iteration when he was with Luke Harper and Eric Rowan, you know? So yeah, but it was kind that of, kind of grungy, dirty cult leader. Cult leader. Yeah. That guy going up against the NWO who are just like, you the way you join us, if you join us, you just get money and women. And it's like, well, that's fun. But then you know what I'm saying? So, like, I think that would have been cool. So that's one. Uh, other things of just like leaving money on the table, I think the obvious one right now, and it still could change. Kenny Omega, CM Punk, right? We have Wembley Stadium. I feel like Maybe all out because that's all in, all out. The summer Punk comes to mind, like when they had to pull up Lame and put him back in at SummerSlam instead of letting yeah. him go around the countryside and, mm-hmm. and, and yeah. you know hold that belt in indie shows around town. But yeah, uh, and then the last three that I'll just say really quickly: one, running back the WrestleMania between Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, right? So instead of at WrestleMania 13, it's Bret and Stone Cold. You run back Bret and Shawn. I think that could have been another main event because Bret and, Bret and Stone Cold, the thing that people forget is that wasn't the main event, right? Like that was just a, and it would turned out to be amazing, but I still think as far as money, right? Making the most money, that would have been the thing to do. Uh, the other thing that I always thought, and I think kind of people always say this after the fact, but making Razor Ramon heavyweight champion, Right. Like that was there and we just never decided to do it. Baby face or heel. Right. Yep. And then the thing more, uh, more recent that just a moment in time that I thought would have been cool, but they didn't choose to do it similar to the Raven and NWO, but a little bit different, but in AEW Miro and his beef with God bumping up against Kenny Omega and the elite. Right. So you have the elite, the young bucks, Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, Don Callis, Kenny Omega is obviously the champion versus this one man. I'm on a quest from God to take this title from you and what that would look like. I thought that would have been cool too. So that's what I got. Yep. I don't know about leaving money on the table, but not telling an amazing story and like hitting what you should have hit Sami Zayn beating Roman Reigns during the bloodline thing. Like, I don't know if that would have drew a whole lot of money necessarily, but it just felt like every story, you know, part of the story they were telling was to that moment, and it just kind of went. But instead, it's a tag team. It's like Jesus Christ, guys. Can I? <laughs> can I tell you something? I'm realizing maybe after the fact, and maybe someone said it on whatever social media. Sure. I think now that it's you know what is it August tenth? Uh, you know, uh, I think now I'm realizing. Sammy Zayn was the best part of all of that. Not yeah. the Usos, not Roman, not Paul Heyman. No, because Sammy Zayn is the best. Sammy. And look, those are all great people. I'm not saying the turn from Jimmy and all that stuff was good, but like the driving force, the number one thing, Sammy Zayn. Like, and now he's gone. And so they're all diminished. It's all diminished returns once you didn't yeah. do. Like what you said, the pull the trigger and have, because here's the other thing. Having Roman stay champion until WrestleMania 5,682, no one fucking cares, right? Like there's no history books. I know we interviewed that lame ass author who wrote that shitty ass book of the WWE rules and stuff, but like, it's not real. So I don't get what 
we're doing with like, oh, do you know who the longest reigning uh, Intercontinental Champion is? Who the fuck cares? I want to be clear. Uh, we've interviewed a couple authors. We've interviewed Brian Shields, who was awesome. Great guy. Whoever the fuck, I forget the other guy's name. Whoever wrote that other exactly. book. The was rules. the worst. The worst. Yeah, it was the rules book. That guy didn't know shit about anything. He didn't want to be there. That was the worst. That was the worst. I don't he know why he agreed worst. to that interview. Because he sucks. Because <laughs> he sucks. So that was the Spanish announce answering machine. I love right? That. Drop That's us a line. Name. Tableshow at gmail.com. You can also use hashtag tweet the table, which we'll read some later. But right now, we're going to hop in the Spanish announce time machine. And we're going to take a little trip. Back in time. Yeah. We're going to talk about some things that happen on pro wrestling history throughout what will essentially be next week. So each day of the week, you can have a little factoid to tell your wrestling friends. By the way, if you don't have any wrestling friends, we're here for you. We got you. Join us in the chat live each week. Talk to us throughout the week on the Twitters and all the other social medias. But Tom, you ready for this? To ready to go? Back in time. Hell yeah. Let's do it. All right. August 14th. 2011, WWE SummerSlam was held in Los Angeles, California. Kelly Kelly retained the Divas title, defeating Beth Phoenix. Christian lost the World Heavyweight title to Randy Orton in a no-holds-barred match. CM Punk became the undisputed WWE champion, defeating John Cena in a match where Triple H was the special guest referee. Remember, this was the this the thing I was talking about earlier, right? Where he had to come back, he had the belt, but they had already given a new belt. That's what, by the way, that's what Kata thinks is going to happen with Punk and MJF, is where they're going to do, I got the title, I got the Probably. title. And then they do. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Uh, and then CM Punk lost the WWE Championship yeah. when Alberto Del Rio successfully cashed in his Money in the Bank contract mm-hmm, after CM mm-hmm. Punk was left prone following an attack. By which wrestler? Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash. Yeah, Nash said he would, later he said he received a text during the show to stick the winner. Which is the just the dumbest thing. And that all sucked. And then <laughs> Kevin Nash couldn't do the match for whatever re- health reasons or whatever. And so then Triple H did yeah. it. And yeah, well, that but that's the thing, too. like, even if we're following Canon, right? And Triple H is like, stick the winner. That message doesn't come before the winner because Cena's their guy. Cena plays the corporate, you know what I mean? They they don't necessarily like him, but like he's, you know what I mean? Like to them, he's good to a fault, but like he's going to do the corporate thing. Like it wouldn't make sense that they would want Nash to take Cena out. Well, if, unless they wanted Del Rio, I don't remember the damn details, but unless Del they just Rio. wanted Del Rio as the champion, which then again, why is it Nash just working on behalf of Del Rio? Why wouldn't Del Rio do that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, here's the thing go read brian gwert's book and there's so many examples where he's told hey we want to do this hot angle and they're like all right cool how does it end and vince just saying yeah we'll figure that out when we get to Mm. it and that's when you get this shit you know what i mean like it's fucking lame shit man yeah i agree with you all right well let's see what happened august 15th 2004 WWE SummerSlam was held in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Kane defeated Matt Hardy in a till death do us part match. 
John Cena defeated the United States champion Booker T in the first match of a best of five series for the United States title. When is Edge, it? 2004. Hmm? Edge retained the Intercontinental Championship, excuse me, the Intercontinental title in a triple threat match against Batista and Chris Jericho. John Bradshaw Layfield retained the WWE Championship, defeating The Undertaker via disqualification. And Chris Benoit lost the World Heavyweight title to which wrestler? Randy Orton. Randy Orton, right? Becoming the youngest World Heavyweight Champion in uh, in history. Lasted one month. Because yeah. then Triple H said, hey, congrats, congrats, because that was the next night. Congrats, you mm-hmm. did it, you did it. Put him up and then put him down. Down. Yeah, put him down. And for Orton being not the greatest actor, right? He sold that part well where he's like, what? <laughs> right? Like, thumbs down? What does that mean? <laughs> Wop. Yeah. Oh, then, good stuff. Yeah, because Chris Benoit won the title in the triple threat at WrestleMania 20 when it was Shawn Michaels. Triple H and him. And then that's when you had Chris Benoit and Eddie Guerrero hugging. I think that's what my timeline is. But yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think you're, yeah, yeah, I think right, you're right. I think you're following along. August 17th, 2014. WWE SummerSlam was held in Los Angeles, California. <clears throat> it's that time of year. Yeah. The Miz lost. Excuse me. The Miz lost the Intercontinental title to Dolph Ziggler. Paige won the Divas title, defeating AJ Lee. Jack Swagger lost to Rusev in a flag match. Dean Ambrose lost to Seth Rollins in a lumberjack match. And John Cena lost the WWE World Heavyweight title to which wrestler? Dude. This is insane. This is the second most shocking main event in SummerSlam history, I think. Mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar fucking took his lunch money. What was it, yeah, 18? This, yeah, this 18. is now referred to as Suplex City, where Lesnar essentially squashed Cena. Yeah, suplexing him dozens of times with virtually no offense from Cena. Yeah, this was the second most shocking moment it, to me. And now I can't remember if it was a main event or not. But when Brock Lesnar was legitimately just elbowing Randy Orton in the head. Oh, yeah. Like, that's a concussion. Yeah. Suplexes suck, but I'll take 15 suplexes before you elbow me in the head from Brock Lesnar. You know what I mean? That'll kill you sometimes. Yeah. You know what? I think we we missed one. We went out of order, but this will be the beauty of... of, uh... Of post production, nobody will be the wiser, right? So we'll we'll, we'll go got back in time. and we'll see what happens. August sixteenth, two thousand nine. TNA Hard Justice was held in Orlando, Hard Florida. Justice. Hard Justice. Okay, you're yeah. a jerk. You think so, I, Brutus yeah. Magnus? <laughs> Brutus Magnus and Doug Williams retained the IWGP World Tag Team titles, defeating Beer Money. Cody Deaner and ODB defeated the Beautiful People to win the Knockouts Tag Team titles. I don't know who Cody Deaner is. No, Cody Deaner. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. Right, Homic- yeah. Yeah. Homicide lost the X Division title to Samoa Joe. Booker T and Scott Steiner retained the World Tag Team titles, defeating Team 3D in a no DQ falls count anywhere match. Mick Foley lost the Legends title to Kevin Nash. Matt Morgan and Sting lost in a three-way match for the World Heavyweight title against the reigning, defending champion, your favorite, You're grinning, yeah. but I think you're grin. I think you're grinning because you think you've got me. <laughs> well, how would I get you? This is just a this is just a fun trip. Just want to see if you can guess who Matt Morgan and Sting lost to in 2009 in a three way for the world heavyweight title at TNA Hard Justice. Okay. I'm going to do some deductive reasoning, okay? You mentioned Kevin Nash winning a championship. Mm-hmm. You mentioned Scott Steiner, right? Scott Steiner, yep. you said one. Scott Steiner and Booker T, tag team title. Okay. Retained, so they already had them. So that's three people that are legends with the title. I think... This is the start of the main event mafia. And the number one guy was Kurt Angle. It was Kurt Angle. See, you'd you <laughs> be pegged for this bad guy. Because oh, <laughs> I know what you're trying to do. I know what you're trying to do. You gypsy. Uh, Theo says, I'm never fighting T-Mac because he uses rocks. Brother, I'll use anything. Like the the idea that there's fair things to do in a street fight. Yeah. No, there's not. There's yeah, I'm, nothing. I'm not losing a fight without hitting you with anything that moves. Oh, I remember when MMA really had a boom. It was 2008, 2009. I saw a fight at uh, Power and Light that I was just, you know, drinking and you see a fight. And someone had a guillotine and the guy tapped and the guy let go. And then the guy got up and then whoom and just gave him a how's your father to the face and knocked him out. It's like, yeah, tapping out doesn't exist in a street fight. Like, I'm not trying to kill you, but I'm going to hold on until you're snoring like that. Yeah. You can tap all you want. Yeah. You can you fucking tap and I let you go. What What's to stop you from beating my ass? Your integrity. We're happened. fighting in a bar. I don't believe you have any integrity, sir. Yeah. that And that's what happened. Like, yeah, I am holding on. You can fucking do the taps dance. I don't give a shit. I'm holding this on until you can't fucking uh, conscious, motherfucker. Like, I'll grab a rock. I'll grab glass. I don't give. I'm John Moxley. Think of that. I'm John Moxley in a fucking street fight. Walk around with a screwdriver and a fork for no reason. Oh, I'll take a fork. What do you think's tucked He's, under that hat? You got a folding dude, chair my, up under there. Man, <laughs> high school. My the best starting middle linebacker we had his name was micah twala he has one eye because when they were kids his older brother and him got into a fight and his older brother took a fucking fork to his eye and so he had a glass eye but he was oh man he was so good but yeah so a fork to the eye that's some real shit in independence dog (laughs) it is some real shit in independence to be fair to tom i mean it's 
It is what it is. (laughs) It's honestly one of the things I'm worried about if I go to Independence. August 18th, 1993. WCW Clash of the Champions 24 was held in Daytona Beach, Florida. Arn Anderson and Paul Roma won the NWA WCW Unified World Tag Team titles, defeating Steven Regal and Steve Austin. Hmm. Paul Orndorff lost the world television title to Ricky Steamboat. Vader retained the world heavyweight title, defeating Davey Boy Smith. But this show is most famously remembered for one of the most unintentionally funniest moments in professional wrestling history. Is this the, is this the shock master? This is the shock master. Yes. Oh God. <laughs> Just falls. And to the guy's credit, he gets up, puts that helmet back on and starts delivering the line, right? We got to get the line out. <laughs> got to get your shit out. Which, which, you know, that poor bastard. Cause he was tugboat. In, yeah. du- in WWE. Yeah, typhoon. Yeah. Yeah, Typhoon. Mm-hmm. The Natural Disasters were a fucking awesome tag team. You know what I mean? Uh, but then just brrr, all the way downhill. And never just, the same after that. Nope, never. Now listen, never, they, never. They, they put him up in a bedazzled uh, Stormtrooper hat. I don't think this thing was going to take off. Yeah, that was... <laughs> a- this was just below the Yeti here, but... <laughs> Yeah, this was the Jim Hurd era where, like, he wanted to cut Ric Flair's hair and give him ear piercings and, like, make him into, like, a fucking rock star or something. Like, yeah, that guy's going to be a rock star, sure thing. But, um, yeah, it's just that time period sucked. Even in WWE, it sucked. You know what I mean? It just, yeah. 1993 sucked. Yeah, not a great year for wrestling. Uh, but you see, what was great this week is I, I didn't give you any Jeff Jarrett. Isn't that nice? Isn't that nice? Isn't that like wonderful? And we didn't have any Jeff Jarrett and Dynamite or Collision. So, you know, Jeff Jarrett wasn't even on any of these cards. He wasn't even around. Love it. Love it 100%. Thanks, pal. (laughs) Thanks. All right. Calm before the storm. What? (laughs) You're like, (laughs) sometimes you got to take that break before round two. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean. You got to take a little. You're like, no, I don't, brother. Straight to round two. All right, so we've got some Tweet the Tables. And the reason I'm going to address these Tweet the Tables kind of both back-to-back is because they both kind of deal with some stuff that happened on AEW Collision. SummerSlam happened. I didn't watch it. You know what I did watch, Tom, this weekend? AEW Collision. A-State. Oh, okay. I thought oh, yeah. you were going to say no. something. K-State, no. yeah. No. <laughs> spring uh, no. football game or no. something. No. I don't know when that's happening this year. Probably the spring. Um <laughs> Probably already happened. Yeah. Um, yeah, so let's let's get into this here. Let's get into this. Uh, at Brian J. Bay Bay says, Mox and Claudio versus best friends in the Killakia match. Damn, those poor cars. Hashtag tweet the table. That was Rampage. That was Rampage. That was the, That's right. And Rampage that, and then Collision was the, it was the next thing we'll talk about. But yeah. And, you know, I think from a storyline perspective and just enough violence to where you could show someone who doesn't know wrestling and it's still fun. I still would put best friends versus Santana and Ortiz over this match, but from like violence and the BCC have rebounded from losing to the elite. This did the trick. I mean, they took the best friends and orange Cassidy's lunch money 
and then never came back. They kicked Sue out of her van. They ripped the, they just demolished the whole van. Poor Sue. She did nothing wrong. And they just murdered him. And does poor Sue incredible. get a new van now next time we see her? She's oh, got to have a new cool. van. That wouldn't that be cool? Oh, in Wembley Stadium, if they just run this back somehow, and Sue comes in with like this, like the double decker bus kind of van. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, the red devil. And she's like flipping yeah. them off. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh man, that would have been great. Yeah, that would be great. But yeah, they, but BCC man, they they reset in the best way possible for them this week. Yeah, I agree with you. That was um. <clears throat> excuse me that was an amazing um i don't say man it was a fun little segment that included some violence but it had some fun spots uh told the story it was good and again yeah it, it served to make the bcc look you know dangerous and ill-intended right uh, i think the moment that. that was the best for them that was like almost jarring was when they told sue to get out of the van and trent runs over to like i'm beating your ass because that's my mom and they're like yeah that doesn't happen here and they still beat him up that's when it was like oh god is are the bad guys gonna win this and fuck yeah they did man they did yeah i like the like slow eventual just overcoming and murdering they didn't have to pull off some like sneaky cheating albeit there's not really cheating here but it was just you got outmatched here by the more violent yeah. folks. Like, yeah, you guys are tough. We've seen you get in these brawls. We've seen you get in backstage fights, but like, you don't dream of ways to make this bloodier like we do, mm-hmm. right? Like that kind of right. thing. Yeah. Right, yeah. right, right. right. 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Let's get into the other tweet the table we got, which actually came in last week, but it fits for collision because it's been part of the storyline. And it's from uh, Kieran UT or Kiwi Tuts, as we used to know him. He says. Kiwi. Hashtag tweet the table. This whole Ricky Starks heel turn has been mishandled terribly. I feel bad saying this about the AEW storyline, but I'm really disappointed. Ricky was getting over really well as a face until they messed it all up at the Owen Hart tournament. And I think he was getting over enough as a face, but I think this is better. I think this will give us more character death with Ricky Starks. No. Here's the thing why I say that. (laughs) CM Punk is better as a heel. He's naturally not likable. Trust me. I know I'm the same person. Like he's yeah, so for this feud, I don't like it, but I think I like Ricky Starks better as the heel than I've liked him as the face. If we're just removing CM Punk from it, but yeah, this storyline it's, we shouldn't have done it. Yeah, he, he should be the face in this storyline. And yeah. I, here's the thing that I would say, I don't know if we've ever actually truly ever got him. Ricky Starks that is as a baby face. So, yeah. Did he really turn heel here or is he just ratcheting well, up the, you know, smell my dick attitude that he always had? Well, yes. So then after the match, he loses You're to right, CM Punk right. and then he takes the belt and he's like, Ricky, the dragon steamboat, who is universally known as the nicest motherfucker, the NMF in pro wrestling. And he just whips him like he caught him stealing from a bodega yep. or something. And yep. it was just insane but yeah i just think because here's the thing that here's the hard truth that was bad and at the end of the night yeah we booed that because again ricky stark hit uh ricky the dragon steamboat but you go to the next town i don't know what that is this saturday wherever they're at let's just say it's uh i don't know louisville kentucky right 
Poughkeepsie. There's still there's still going to be people who boo CM Punk. So like sunburn butthole Tennessee. Exactly. Sunburnt butthole Tennessee. But those people, there's still going to be a segment of them that will boo CM Punk. So then, and this isn't being being mean, but to the ones who go to the wrestling shows like I do to cheer the good guys and boo the bad guys. Well, if I hear that the cool kids are going to boo CM Punk, I kind of want to boo them too. So just let me boo them by telling a story where CM Punk is the bad guy. And then we're all happy here. You know what I mean? So we're just force feeding. I said this and someone argued with me. I forget who, but like CM Punk for being the, I'm the voice of the voiceless and I'm the anti-establishment. Brother, you are Hulk Hogan, 1987, 1 million percent. Like there is no difference besides you have tattoos and a shittier physique. Like that's it. Uh, Jeffrey Sill says Sue needs a badass van spray painted with a silhouette of her and the best friends. That would be cool if she's got like this big old van and it's like all airbrushed. It's got like her in the middle and, and does, the best friends are around her with the thumbs up and stuff. An industrial van that has that sliding door on the side. Hell yeah. yeah. And this thing's got speakers blaring. We may or may not have some smoke rolling out when the doors open. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. But yeah, with CM Punk, he, fuck him. Like, again, I like yeah. him. Well, and to you Kieran's know. credit here, yeah, I mean that does mean they did they have handled this heel turn, quote unquote, a little like terribly. I you know terrible, you know, but it's not great. But I think I, in the long run, I'd prefer the Ricky Starks character this way. So I'm going to give that a pass. But the CM Punk portion of it, I agree with Tom for sure. I just sure. love Ricky. Ricky Starks when he gets up on the turnbuckle and he does the over exaggeration with his arms, and they put on yeah. like ten million dollars of fireworks for him obnoxious baby face Ricky Starks is the best, you know, like I want to cheer that. I like that. So it feels like if we're peeking behind the curtain, we're not listening to the audience because one person wants to be liked. And that ain't fun for everyone else. Cause we went through this with Cena. We went through this with, uh, you know, Roman reigns. We don't need to do this at AEW guys. Fucking listen to the audience. Yeah, somebody fancies Christ. themselves as the star of the show that it all centers around. He's a collider. Yeah. He's a collider, which again, we're not doing a draft, idiot. Yeah. Like, um, I want to like him so much because, like, I told you, like, the shirt he wore on Collision that benefits the Trevor Project, it's like, fuck yes, man. You were fucking doing good things. Stop being a fucking dumb dumb. Yeah. You know? Anyhow. You know, yeah, there's a fine line, right? Somewhere in the gray area of when, you know, people just don't like me because I speak my mind and I don't have a filter versus no, you're just a mean person who just says mean things all the time. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't even necessarily think he's mean because, right, like you look at his views on accepting of others, you know, giving rights to all people, yeah. you know, things like that. Self-absorbed. Yes. I think that's it. It's I'm the best. Well, no, I think there's actually Ricky Starks. Who's like on the come up. No me. And it's like, God damn it. Who was the TikTok? Okay. Who was speaking in the video where you sent me, where they said, Jeff Jarrett was like, no, this guy thought like in his brain that like, he was going to be the bigger draw than Hogan and, and, and like Piper and all these, like, I forget who it was. They were like speaking. No, I don't the remember. Podcast. 
Yeah. And they were like, because right. they were helping him run TNA when Sonny was like, no, no, he was like setting all these things because like he was like, no, he had to be in the main event because like he thought like he was the draw, like he was the guy, like he was. He was oh, like, that no, Jeff Jarrett thought he was. Yeah. 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 No, exactly. Yeah. No one has ever bought a ticket for Jeff Jarrett ever, ever, ever. I've went to TNA shows. I didn't buy a ticket for him. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and he was there. He was the champ. I didn't buy it for him. So yeah. Um, same thing. Punk a little bit different. There are a contingency that do love him, ride or die, whatever. But it's just, let's be fucking cooler and just not tell the damn, I am yeah. a baby face. Why? Because I'm a baby face. Well, speaking of cooler, AEW Dynamite happened. It's usually cooler. This show was, you know, it had its moments, I think, where it was a little suspect at times. But let's get into the AEW Dynamite. Unless you had anything to wrap up. Those tweet the tables. Uh, no, Collision was pretty cool. I, I like where whatever we're doing with the acclaimed and Billy Gunn, where if he is really retired, but maybe he's not retired, but it mm-hmm. seemed like it because Anthony Bowens is a good actor, but not that good of an actor. Yeah, he he cried. So I'm interested in that. That's probably honestly the most interesting part of Collision is what the hell's going on there. Um, and then you obviously had FTR and all of that stuff. Uh, so yeah, Collision is a pretty fun show. Uh, unfortunately, it just... I'll watch it, and I did watch it Saturday, but, man, there's just so many things consistently that are on at the same time that, like, I might be interested in more sometimes, and that just stinks for them. But Yeah, I rarely am going to watch it live, like, rarely. Yeah. So, Dynamite last night. Before we get into it, I just want your thoughts. Was this weird? Was this episode weird? <sighs> I mean, yeah, that's what I was saying. It felt a little off in places. I yeah. don't, but I don't know what it was, because, like, the crowd was kind of shitty, but like they were trying. It felt like they were trying, but they didn't ever want to get up and really cheer. You know what I mean? It felt like they were s- sitting on their hands and going like, this is fun. And it's like, what the fuck is that? You don't do that. And then the this first segment that we'll get into, it just the beats, it was off beat or something. So mm-hmm. what were you laughing about, though? You want to say something? Jeffrey Sills says, if you bought a ticket to TNA and Jeff Jarrett was the champ by default, you bought it for the last outlaw. No, no. The last outlaw. You're trying. Jeffrey. You know what's great about trying... all these guys who love uh, outlaw country is they really love the law. Yeah. But it, here, here's the thing. You're trying to tell me that on a card that has Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, uh, LAX, the Dudleys, which is Team 3D, I I bought the ticket for Jeff Jarrett versus Christian Cage. Yeah, that nope. is. Nope. I think that's what he's saying. Yeah. Nope. Anyhow, uh, let's get into this shitty first segment. It started with JS standing in the ring, and they're mad. And yeah. Chris Jarrett comes out, and he says, "Oh, interesting. You guys come out without me, and then I have to get this entrance, and blah blah blah, and." Daniel Garcia just cuts him off. Says, I'm fucking tired of this. And the best part of the whole segment was, he goes, you know, I changed everything for you. And you never believed in me, so I'm out. And then he dances on him. uh, 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 And he walks out. Violently, like, if anybody would have touched him, they would have caught them hands in that moment. He was upset. Yeah. He was probably a wreck, too, with how much he was thrusting his hips. That was pretty, you know, enforceful. He might have popped a hip out of socket. Yeah. Yeah. But okay, so like this is perfect um, example of like what was kind of wrong with the show. So Dana Garcia does this right, and he's the first to leave. 
And then Jake Hager says it. And then Ty Mello says it. And then Anna Jay says it. And then Angelo Parker says it. Yep. And then Matt. And they're not saying anything different. No. Now, here's the thing. I wanted to like this and did in some ways. I think all of them, including Hager, delivered a damn good promo and a thing to say to Jericho, right? There wasn't a whole lot of differences, like you said, because what are you going to say in this moment? But they each had a bit of a unique take on it, right? But like you said, it was seven of them in a row. He did the dancing segment. We need to cut, do another segment. Now we've got another backstage segment. We get we get Anna JAS saying, fuck you, I'm out of here, right? And he's like, well, fuck, I got And then we cut to another segment. We do something. We come back. Then we get uh, Ty Conti or whatever, you know, to say it. And then and then do Sammy at the same time because they're together, right? Like, stretch it out well, over the show. Because I think I felt like they all delivered in the things they said. Mm-hmm. I liked Sammy's end being different. Yeah, yeah he was like, I'm not leaving mm-hmm. you, but you ain't doing but too I am. great. He's like, I'm not walking out on you, pal, but I'm going to walk out. But, I mean, it's like, it's like because this is clearly done, but, like, you know, if you're going to write again, come see me. Maybe, well, maybe I'll be here. Maybe I'm not. Two details I did like about this segment. One, did you notice in Jericho's uh, entrance video? It's not a Titan Tron, by the way. Titan Tron yeah. is a WWE term. You fucking marks. I hate calling people marks, but I just wanted to yeah. there. But um, it's an entrance video. Tron. <laughs> but It's just an entrance video. It's an entrance yeah. video on a fucking screen. Um, but screen. all of his. Yeah, all of his uh, videos was him and Don Callis from like the early 90s. Everything was him and Don Callis. Second thing that I thought was a cool detail is if you catch it, when Sammy's talking to him, did you catch the jacket he was wearing? Mm. It was an inner circle. Inner circle jacket. Nice. To show you how long he's actually been with this motherfucker. Uh, So I like those two parts. I, I guess... Again, if I have the pen, right, if I have the pencil, whatever, if I'm booking this, what I would have done maybe differently is I would have had them all say their thing. Hey, Jericho, you know what I'm frustrated with? This thing. Well, you know what? I, and then Jericho goes, hey, guys, but I'll, I'll try to think. And then someone cuts him off and says, you know what I'm frustrated with? And they kind of do all of that stuff together. And then they all leave together. And then Sammy does his thing. You know what? I would. And here's why you do it in the backstage, because they don't all leave together. Oh, well, they leave at the same time, but they all go in their separate directions, right? Like, right. one goes off this way, one goes off, and then we've got that visual of, like, this literally exploded. Somewhat, because not to fast forward too far, but if we get to the main event, which it's the women, second, hey. second week in a row, which is great. But Matt Menard and Angela Parker are out with Anna JS. So maybe they're not all leaving. Anyhow, that's well, nobody just said the society had to break up, right? They just maybe don't right. appreciate Jericho anymore. Maybe it's just exactly. the society. Yeah. Also, uh, one by the thing way, Matt Menard this... delivering a tearjerker well, promo. Yeah. Right. Here, here's where this is my criticism of wrestling fans because you guys are so fucking. Mm, because just get under my skin sometimes. He did. He gave a great promo. Yeah. You know what everyone said at the same fucking time? Oh, he said Kevin Steen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he said Kevin Steen. Yeah, you motherfuckers. That's who it was. When he, yeah. That's who it Yeah, like, 
Oh, God, what does that mean? Is he saying hi to Kevin Owens over at WWE? Shut up, yeah. you fucking losers. It's the it's the dumbest look-at-me-Louie fucking thing in the world. Oh, I want to punch you in the face. All those people. Fight full select. Yeah. Matt Menard said Kevin Steen. Like, that fucking mattered. It was a great got, promo. Yeah, what if we got Matt Menard tries to run the society, right? He's like, we don't need to appreciate Jericho anymore, but we're the society. And he's like trying to keep the band together, right? You still get like Sammy being like, fuck, dude, I don't. You know what I mean? Like, he's the first kind of defect. Hager's kind of like, I mean, I need a new guy, right? Like, you know, I mean, he's just trying to lead it. And then, yeah, like, you know, I mean, there's legs. There's things you could do here, right? Yeah, there is definitely uh, things you can do. So as we kind of wrapped up there, everyone left. Sammy said uh, TBD, but I'm out for right now. And then Jericho's by himself. Uh, hey, as soon basically as... said, bro, go figure your shit out, man. Yeah, which is fine, yeah, right? Like, yeah. I, mean, I might spit to a friend like, hey, man, uh, I don't know how to help you. Oh, so. no, I did have to say it to a friend one time. I mean, he was he was becoming a little pissant cunt to everybody and. I was like, hey, look, bro, I know we haven't had any specific things, but, like, you're kind of miserable to be around right now. And so, like, yeah, it will meet back up when you figure the shit out and you're not in this head space anymore. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know what? Yeah. We haven't talked since then, but, hey, you know, that's what it was. <laughs> Maybe he's not in that head space yet. If he, if he calls uh, me, I'll talk to him. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And Sammy would probably talk to Jericho. Uh, so after that, Jericho's backstage, Renee Paquette, I believe, or Marquez, someone tries to get word with uh, Jericho, like, hey, how do you feel? And Don Callis is like, hey, man, I am so sorry. If I caused any friction here, like, I am just, I apologize. And he's like, but you kind of yeah, want to join this family? Kind hearted Don Callis, right? Great well, but, but he also did a, but he also did a, so does that mean you're hanging out with me? So you're free, and, right? <laughs> And Jericho said, Jericho said, I'll give you an answer next week to a fucking hush response. Who cares? I. Yeah, but he's not going to. That gave me everything that like he ain't, you know, I don't care either fucking way. Yeah, it probably isn't going to be again. Don Callis is one of my fucking favorites people or people in wrestling period. But this Mm -hmm. ain't going to be. You know what I mean? I just like there'll be some some mildly chuckable moments, right? We'll we'll get a chuckle, but here it is. God damn oh, it! You figured it out, huh? You cracked code. Yeah. You saw yeah. the Tony Khan spreadsheet. Yep, I just did. I just did. <sighs> He's gonna say no, Jericho. Yep. He's gonna Correct. say no to Don Callis. Don Callis is gonna go. Well, how dare you, you son of a bitch! And Takeshita. Is going to fucking jump him from behind. There you go. Jericho Takeshita it all in. Well, no, because then you got um, Sammy and Sammy's going to be like, hey, man, I said I wasn't with the Jericho Appreciation Society, but that didn't mean I'm not his friend. So fuck off. Like, just leave beat him alone. his ass. And so you got Jericho and Sammy going like, hey, and Don Callis is like, all right, well, you motherfuckers, then it all in. It's Takeshita in a tag match against you and Sammy. And his partner is Will Ospreay. Because remember, they're all teamed up from the last pay-per-view. And there it is. Yeah. Because you want Jericho and Guevara versus Ospreay and Takeshita. Takeshita. Well, because you want all the flips and shit with Sammy Guevara and Ospreay. But then you want the namesake of Jericho, so... 
There it is. Sucks. Um, all right. I saw this online, so I'm going to steal it. Next up, we had in-ring action between the Hardy men and the older bucks. And this was a match. It happened mm-hmm. and the older bucks won. Shouldn't have. Shouldn't have happened. Can we just put Hardy's in manager roles or Yeah, man, this is done, right? They are cooked. Like they are so cooked. They cannot move. Yeah. Neither one of them. I just I don't it's it's uncomfortable to watch. How is and I get how like I'm not trying to I don't understand how because I understand how damage to the body does this. But Sting is moving around better in matches than the Hardy men. Yeah. And listen, I mean, we've had Hardy in managerial esque roles a lot. So, I mean, that's nothing new to him. The Jeff Hardy, I don't don't know that he pulls it off. Right. But he can be used in spots that are not this. It's just not fun. It's just not fun. And so it happened. Young Bucks won. And then Nick just said, here's what I will say. This is where the crowd crowd failed the segment. I think the segment was cool enough to get the crowd going and the crowd sat on their hands. So Nick gets on the mic and just says F T R. And then dun, 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 dun. Like you say the name, they're going to come dancing and they walk down and they just go. Yeah. Motherfuckers. And I don't even know if they said anything, but they looked at, they just look up there. Yeah. And it was kind of like triple H undertaker when they did the WrestleMania match, which was way cooler, but you know, well, the young buck said, he said, all in, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, But they didn't say anything back. Right. Like FTR, all they had to do was say FTR. And all in were the only things they had to say. I liked it. It, it went over really yeah. well. It was a little bit reminiscent of what you were saying there, but that also pause again, you, you pro wrestling nerds. It wasn't the first time, you know what I mean? People have ever alluded to a match without saying a word, right? Like that wasn't unique right. to that moment then either. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the most famous, but yeah, it was still good. Like I was like, fuck yeah. But again, the crowd was going, yay, this is fun. Okay. And I was just like, what the fuck is going on? So after these two segments, I was like, am I not watching? Am I watching WWE? Because this kind of feels like it sucks. <laughs> I wonder if but Justin it Roberts wasn't uh, hyping up the crowd well enough during the, the Ooh, matches. You know maybe. I mean? Maybe he was maybe. slipping on his job. He wasn't asking them about their signs and whose birthday it was. and Possibly. You know I mean? But I want to get your... spray tan pres- on people. Uh, I mean, that could be, but here, here's the thing. I want to get your feedback on this next segment. Cause this wasn't in front of a live crowd. This was a pre-tape. We get a video of MGF and Adam Cole and MGF is like, dude, we're going to bang some whores in a hot tub or something. And Adam Cole's like, no, we're not doing that. Got something better. Trampoline park. And MGF's like, are you fucking serious? Yeah, what the fuck dude. All yeah. right. Well, you know, and Adam Cole, to his credit, he's always been the straight man. Here, he's actually yeah. showing more personality. He's like, this is fun. Yeah, the Yay! cuts here are immediately like, yeah, so they cut straight to that, and he's bouncing. He's like, look at me. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah like a little great. kid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. That was fun. Uh, but then he mentions dodgeball is part of this experience, and MJF is like, hell yeah. And he grabs dodgeballs, and he hits these kids in the face and the dick and the gut. And he's telling he's them, saying, I'm your father. Fucking, you're adopted. Mom's uh, a whore. I, you know, 
your mom's a whore. Yeah, I banged your mom, all this stuff. And eventually, uh, Adam Cole comes up and he's like, hey, man, hey, like you can't can't say that. And then this little girl comes up and is like, why are you two adults here? And Adam Cole says something to the effect of like, hey, just mind your own business kind of thing. And then she just gives him a middle finger. And Adam well, Cole I, says, she says one more time. Yeah. Well, so she goes, what, what are two adults even doing in a trampoline park? She's like, you guys are nerds. <laughs> like oh, is that what she did? Yeah. yeah. She's like, you guys are nerds. And MJ was like, bitch. And that's when he was like, hey, hey, he's like, you can't talk like that little girl, right? Like, or whatever. He's like, you shouldn't talk yeah. like that. And she's fucking, I almost yeah. used that as the picture between us, but I was like, I was like, that's a kid. I don't know if anybody's going to, you know what I mean? I don't know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Good, good call. AW worked that out with the, with a, uh, you know, grant of rights or whatever. We did not. Right. I'm not venturing yeah. into that territory, but yeah, no, I love that. Right. Yeah. And then the, he was like, this little bitch. He's like one more, one right. We more. got that flash of like, Oh, Adam Cole still got some cutthroat. Yeah. So that's some foreshadowing. Maybe mm-hmm. so I think that was very strategic, right? We got that. The smile faded and the gaze got further into mm-hmm. the distance, right? Something was happening yeah. back here in the back of the brain of Adam Cole. It wasn't yeah, so, so let's nice. Put a, let's put a pin in that for right now. We'll come back to it. But uh, then we go backstage, and then that's when Blackpool Combat Club is like, hey, give Sue. Uh, hopefully she got her flowers that we sent to her. Penta and Ray, we're going to fuck you up. Claudio tries to cut a promo. Good luck. Um, and Moxley does it all. You know, Moxley's the coolest shit. Yeah. I do like how Wheeler's like, he's like, oh, but Pac, like, you're not going to make in time for, for Wembley. He's like, God, that sucks. Like, that's a big deal over there, right? Like, and even Mox is like, yeah, man, that really sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, really blows. <laughs> and then the line that he leaves us with, Moxley, that is, is the BCC doesn't fear death. Death fears them, which will be yeah. a shirt next week. Yeah. Um, sure. And now let's get back into entering action. Uh, we got to uh, the ring and out comes first Jack Perry, which I wanted to get get yeah, a yeah, get yeah. the two yeah, shot yeah. here, right? Yeah, we got it right there. Yeah. Uh, okay. D- do you know what he's wearing here? By the way, I just huh. want to—he's wearing Jerry Lynn's clothes. Oh, that's great. That was so fucking awesome. That like RVD's greatest rival. Yeah. Hey, Jack Jerry Perry's Lynn. been impressing me more and more each week. Well, and that be- look, aesthetics mean a lot, right? You got to look the part to be the part. Him growing out this beard and this chest hair and stuff doesn't make him look like Jungle Boy. You know what I mean? So aesthetically, he's looking better. And then, yeah, he's just killing it. Yeah. The only thing, and again, I get it. We're not supposed to like him, but I just don't even think it fits is that music. That music. Makes no fucking yeah, sense. Yeah, it, it is off. Um, I like that he comes out and he holds the title up to Taz, and Taz is like, "Yeah, I see it, dumbass." <laughs> like he just didn't have anything yeah, better like, to say. Right? He's like, "Fucking dumbass." <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Ah, what's this? I got your." And then he just drags it. Tony Schiavone yeah. mentions that he just drags the title. He's like, "Put it around your waist." And he's like, "Fuck this shit!" Right? Yeah. Love so it. he does that, and then comes out. Rob Van Dam to Pantera walk walk what do you say oh fucking song motherfucker god ECW was the shit that's the type of song that you do cocaine and I rock ZT top too 
Speaking of people doing cocaine, we'll hear about that in a little bit. Um, but again, side note, when you had ECW and you had Rob Van Dam coming out to Pantera and then doing all the crazy shit he did and then being the heel and saying, like, who's going to kick my ass? And then he had New Jack coming out to Natural Born Killers with a fucking shopping cart of just bullying. How is yeah. that's the coolest, greatest thing in the world? Coolest. Now, that's what I call wrestling themes. <laughs> a series of all time was that one right there. Dude, I fucking love those songs. I love yeah. those songs. God, I love those songs. Anyhow, I love those guys too. They were great. Except for I would never hang out with uh, Natural Born Killers. Just the the just that like that. Yeah, that mm-hmm. little I don't even want to call it the melody off of that gunshot is great for a, a walk in, like a walk up, right? But a, you know, behind the curtains, looking to a showbiz, that's what we would call that a walk up, right? If it's your walk to the ring, if you're coming onto the stage, right? And you got some music coming and some lights, that's your walk up, right? And that just lends itself so perfectly because, yeah, you don't have a whole lot of instrumentals going over. There's not too much clouding the noise, right? And you get to focus in, but it's still like it's just jarring. It like commands the room that noise does. It was so great. The skit before the song, if you ever listened to the album, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Fuck you and your bitch. Hey, man, why are you fucking with us? Because uh, I can. Uh, wow. Oh, yeah. Love it. Anyhow, love it. And this match was fun. RVD, 52 years young, and apparently in AEW, they got something in the water because if you're over 50, you can still wrestle. Because uh, Sting can still wrestle. Jericho sometimes can. And your feet and RVD, don't have to be on the ground. Yeah, and RVD was just all over the place here. Because... Honestly, going You're swinging more night, chairs than folks in Montgomery, Alabama. I tell you, man, missed opportunity, right? One white chair, just grab it from. I bet. When you, are we gonna get a Montgomery brawl match? <laughs> oh, when I'm are we getting you. it? WWE's doing that, right? They have just no. the right lack of sensitivity. Oh, now they're no. corporate, so they it won't well, pass no. advertisers, right? <laughs> they're on the well. They would do it the other way. Look, they had Kid Rocket at SummerSlam. Yeah. They ain't thinking that that shit was cool. They're thinking we need to rectify that motherfucker and tell the real history and then fucking do a match where Randy Orton just hits Kofi Kingston in the New Day with 36 chair yeah. shots. The boat dock brawl and they, yeah. Yeah, and then they just drown. have. Yeah, they drown the New Day. Yeah, exactly. So Did they already them. drown the New Day? No, they drowned Bray Wyatt, right? Who'd they drown? Who cares? Um, I just, that's a fucking dumpster fire of a organization. That was after the bugs on the ring match. <laughs> yeah, TKO. Hey guys, and then Endeavor side quest, and Endeavor is telling us, "Oh, we side with labor. We're losing twenty five million dollars a month because oh, yeah, of this writer strike." Fuck labor. you, fuck you. You're gonna fire fucking thirty writers when you guys finalize your merger with WWE and UFC. You fucking bitches. Fuck Ari Emanuel. If you like him, fuck you too. And fuck Dana White and fuck Vince McMahon. And fuck all those people that are around him that are still keeping a job that all you IWC cocksuckers are fucking sucking the tit up. Oh, Triple H is so fucking good. He's the fucking right there. You don't think that motherfucker didn't know of all that shit? And then he does these press conferences and he's like, oh, but I tell you what, LA Knight, we got a, we got an idea. And we go, oh, Triple H is so fucking cool. No one asked him like, hey, yeah. No one asked him. No one asked him. What do you know about Vince McMahon? Hey, what do you think about Vince McMahon getting a federal subpoena? Hey, what do you think about Vince McMahon having major back surgery? How does that impact your job? Nope. We want to say, you know what? You're doing really good with the judgment day. Isn't that great? 
fuck you. I feel like I've been yelled at. I'm uncomfortable now. <laughs> well, it makes me fucking mad, man. It makes me fucking mad. Gino XL, <laughs> fuck you too. Yeah, I just and one of you little motherfuckers got sickle cell or something. <laughs> I just I don't get how fucking people. Right. Last side quest. I don't get how you're re-signing a contract. That's all I'm gonna say. If you're Sami Zayn, if you're Kevin Owens, if you're people of merit and integrity, how the fuck you re-signed with them? I get yeah. when you initially signed it because there was no other game in town, and you're like, hey, if I want to make money for my family, gotta bite the bullet. Get it. But there's another game in town. And you're still re-signing, man. That makes me lose a lot of respect. Apparently, for they you. just gave out NBA money to some guys. So, yeah, exactly. So they got it. Anyhow, let's get back on this. RVD, uh, he does awesome here. And what I was going to say before I lost my cool here is, I initially thought that Jack Perry was going to be the one jumping around, and RVD would do the Kevin Nash thing, where I'm going to stand in the middle, you bump off me, we have our match. RVD move for move was with Jack Perry at every step. I thought that was incredible. What'd you think? Yeah, I was impressed again with RVD just at 50, whatever, right? Just able to to throw it down, man. Just fucking banging. Just banging. Yeah, it was great. And we get a five-star frog splash, but because the ref got hit in the head with the chair. And then the fun thing was the chair got stuck up on the top rope. People thought that was a fun thing. Uh, uh, Jack Perry then gets the advantage. Aubrey Edwards covers one, two, three. Jack Perry with the low blow and victory. He moves on. So, with that being said, Tim, the rumor that I was reading was RVD Jack Perry at All In. Think we're still getting it, or what's happening next? I I, I think we get what we discussed last week, where we get yes, and it turns into maybe it's a false count anywhere, right? False count. Anywhere in the arena, right? It's a it's a Wembley Arena assault match, right? And and he walks into a closet, and there's Raven for a DDT, right? He he turns around into into a bathroom, and there's Pitbull One. If one of them's still alive, I don't know, you know, and, and whichever, you know, whatever there is, right? Whoever yeah, it is, yeah. right? Yeah, whoever's yeah. still hanging around. There's the Sandman hanging out, getting drunk. Blue right? meaning. Yeah. yeah, Blue Meanie, yeah, Stevie Richards Stevie is there, Richards. right? Yeah. yeah, the whole BWO is yeah. in one room, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, hold on. So do you think at All In it's RVD versus Jack Perry 2, or do you think it's Hook versus Jack Perry 2? Which one you doing? Probably which Hook. Which one do you think? Let's go Hook. Unless we're yeah. going to do that at All Out, because remember, we're going to have All Out, in which is weeks. a pay-per-view, in like two weeks after that. So maybe we get the RVD there, and we don't get what I'm talking about. We get that uh, at Hook. That's it. So we get RVD, Jack Perry 2 at All In. Another ECW legend comes to help, but it fails. Doesn't quite work. Uh, Jack Perry still gets one over. And then they're like, all right, we're bringing the army, right? Hook's like, all right, we're going to do an ECW arena fight at All Out, right? A Chicago street fight, whatever it is, right? And then that's where we get everybody. Devil's advocate. Just, I like that idea way more than mm. what I'm about to say, but just another thing to consider. What if we did something similar, but a little different where it's hook versus Jack Perry at all in They're wrestling, wrestling, wrestling ECW legends. Like you say, right? ECW legend here, ECW legend here, whoever is the most fit 
in shape. Dotted around the arena. They don't even have to be in shape. They just have to be able to like look like they can well, deliver a punch. Right? Well, hold on, hold on, no. Let's say it's Kid Cash because I think Kid uh, Cash yeah. is still in yeah. shape, right? Bully Ray, that's even better. Bully Ray. Let's say it's Tommy Bully Dreamer. Ray, right? No, 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 yeah, no, because he's fat. But like, um, this is the thing: you have he's him bumping fat. around, right? There it is. But you have him <laughs> bumping around, right? But then Bully Ray comes out because Jack Perry's doing all this shit, and he's like, "You motherfucker, Jack!" And then he turns around and he power bombs Hook. And then he's like, yeah, this is the fucking man. Hook, or excuse, yeah, and then Jack Perry gets Taz victory. comes out like, what the fuck, bro? Yeah. And then in two weeks, we do a tag match. Bully Ray Hook versus RVD. Or excuse me. Bully Ray Jack Perry versus Hook versus and RVD at All Out. This fat son of a <laughs> Play what? that newest one. Play the oh, newest yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. She's not only ugly. She's fat. <laughs> the way he says fat is the best. She's not only ugly, she's fat. He's so disgusted too. Like he widens his mouth to get in there and bully is mesmerized. Right? Like oh he's lost God. in his eyes. She's not only ugly, she's fat. <laughs> it's the best. It is the best. <laughs> um, yeah, so maybe that's what we do. That's what I would do is get a tag match at all out. But you have Hook still become the FTW champion, but you have an ECW legend turn on Hook, and then RVD gets his match in Chicago. Because I don't think if we're yeah, and then Jack Perry the curtain, can go away, right? Well, and also I just not go away, but curtain, move on. I mean, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, just peeking behind the curtain, I don't know if RVD necessarily wants to fly to London to wrestle. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I don't know if eighty thousand is a thing that he cares about anymore. So I don't know if yeah, he wants a flight where he can't smoke. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Chicago seems a little easier, but you know what I'm saying? Chicago yeah. seems a little bit more his, his pace. So that's all I'm saying. Uh, okay. Let's move on. Uh, backstage. Renee is with the Lucha bros. They say, going to beat you up. Okay. We're uh, the best uh, tag team in the world. Not the other three are. teams that say it. Uh, zero fear. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Now we get MJF and Adam Cole. Now they're in front of the audience, and here they are. And this is, again, where the night was a little off. So MJF missed his timing with the Adam Cole, baby. He even had it on his face. He's like, oh, sorry. You know, he messed up later when he was like, and we're going to go for the A, scratch that ROH. So it was just something was in the air. Something was in the air, yeah. Because he doesn't mess up. You know what I mean? Like, he's a 10 for 10 most, you know, usually. Uh, well, not to his credit, night. it's the AEW Junior Tag Team titles. It is true. Yeah, you are right. Um, but they're out here, and uh, essentially Adam Cole starts this off by saying, hey, we're going to wrestle at All In, and I'm going to beat you for that championship. And MJF's like, oh, okay, cool. We're going to do, like, a promo battle. Awesome. You're so pale and thin that this was the 1980s. Hulk Hogan would have snorted you. And I thought that was fucking awesome. Yeah, I was laughing so hard. That was the best line. And then he just kind of kept reaming on him, right? He was like, yeah. you're ugly. You're stupid. Look at your skinny arms. You're ugly. Just yeah, and he's up. like, I'm Adam Cole. I don't yeah. have a head that can take punches. Ha, ha, ha. And he's like, no, no, stop. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Um yeah, and so then Cole stops him, and he's like, no, 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 look, 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 I didn't want to do that. 
And MJF's like, oh, man, okay. You can kind of tell like he kind of wanted to. You know, he's like, ah, I like doing that. That's me. Yeah, that's my own. I know. Yeah, he's like, oh, that's right. I'm sorry. You took offense to that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I forgot. What a push. Oh, yeah. yeah. Got, got baby brain. Can't that's take right. insults. We're sensitive. That's right. I forgot we're yeah. sensitive. All right. <laughs> So then Adam Cole switched, switches everything on its head and says, hey, you know what? Sucks that we didn't get those AEW championships, but we're a good tag team. So why don't we, at All In, on the Zero Hour, go after the ROH Tag Team Championships? Because it's the only belt I never held. I was the TV, the World Heavyweight, all this shit, never tag champ. And I want to be tag champs with you, MJF. And MJF's like, Bitch, I don't want to wrestle one time a year. You want me to wrestle twice in a night? <laughs> Fuck you. And they're like, ah, fine, he'll do it. Right? So that's the zero hour. And then that's when MGF takes over. And we're going to beat you guys for the ROH champion tag team championship. And it's Aussie Open, I believe. They just won yeah. the tag team championships over Lucha Bros. Which the tag team charisma forgot. Well, it would have been cooler if it was a Lucha Bros, but whatever. Yeah. Um, that's who I meant. The tag team Christmas forgot was the, um, was the Aussie, Aussie Open. Open. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. If we knew we were going to do this at the pay-per-view at ROH, we shouldn't have had the titles change. But we're here as it is. Um, and so then here comes this whiny little bitch, Roderick Strong. And God, here's the thing, Tim. Tell me what you think. This entire time, I was kind of like on Roderick Strong's side because I've had friends like this at the gym, right? You, you know, people start to train together and they start doing rat and then they kick it off. And you're like, but I thought we were cool. Like, we're not going to Chipotle after practice. You're going to go with to, you know, steakhouse with him. Oh, man, that kind of sucks for me. I've been in that spot that Roderick Strong's been in, but I never was such a bitch like him. But I understood his perspective. This though, at least not in front of cameras. Well, but this Hit that shit. I hide my tears like a like a good man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But this little bitch, I don't know. Fucking Bret Hart in the fucking flesh right here. Yeah, are we sure Bret Hart didn't actually get a job as an agent? Like, because it seems yeah. like he's teaching Roddy Strong how to do this. Yeah, someone wrote this promo, and I'm gonna bet it was Bret Hart. Neck brace and uh, complaining. I mean, I, you know. Sounds like it's Bret Hart to me. Uh, but then the kingdom comes out and it was like, hey, we've got you, pal. And so then they all like group hug and circle jerk off the fucking stage, which is fine. And then Adam Cole is like, God damn it. MJF, you fucking cross the line. So he pushes him. He's my friend, too. Which is, again, I've also been in that spot, too, where it's like, I can have two friends that don't like each other, but I'm friends with both of them, you know? Mm -hmm. But when he pushes them, MJF gets that look in his eye of, like, you don't want to do this. And the most interesting thing... Adam Cole knew it quick. Well, and that was the most interesting thing to me is, you know, pro wrestling trope would tell you when one guy bucks his chest up the other guy bucks his chest up and then we get head to head and refs got to separate us this was i got that look in my eye and adam cole going hey man we're cool hey yeah we're cool yeah okay right thought that was really interesting so what did you make of all of this roderick strong kingdom mjf adam cole this this we've 
talked about why we love this storyline, and it's that we don't know what's going to happen next at, at every turn. And I still don't. Right now, I'm leaning towards Roddy and Adam Cole have been planning every step of this to lure MJF into this false sense of security of having a friend, preying on the fact that they realize that he's really a lonely guy who needs friends, right? Like, they're taking advantage of the mental health, you know, aspect and everything. Uh, That's where I'm leaning at the moment because of this week. What do you think, though, the kingdom? The kingdom is in here now. How do they factor into all of this mess? Or do they just get kicked to the wayside? I think we we get WWE like, oh, yeah, that that helped us that week tell part of the story, but it was not integral anymore. We forget it, but they exist. Or... Or because AEW loves to have friends, faction warfare is what their kind of calling card is. Are we doing the Kingdom 2.0 and it's Roderick Strong, Adam Cole, Taven, uh, and the other two people, the, the married couple, um, yeah. Bennett Bennett's. and Maria. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do we get them as a faction? Because if the inner circle or JS is gone, we have to have someone fill that void. Feels like that would be a perfect spot for Adam so, Cole. Well, so what I've said is, yeah, like Roddy Strong, if he's the turn the punch bowl to both of them, even though they they neither were going to sell each other out, but Roddick Strong maybe thought Adam Cole was going to sell him out and doesn't. Now Roddy Strong fucks them both over. We get this like no contest draw. He leaves them both lane with some Kansas City cunt punts with his new faction, this new mid-card faction that he goes to lead in ROH. And now this is where I said we get that sort of like – um, just mutual breakup decision. Things just weren't working right. You know, relationship, like, we don't really want to talk about it. There's no real good answer. We both still have feelings, right? But it just kind of couldn't work for X, Y, and Z reason. Kind of relationship with them moving forward would be amazing, right? Where they're almost jealous if they see the other one with another person hanging out and being like, are you guys friends now? And be like, well, I mean, we, you know, we hang out, we play video games. Be like, I remember when we played video games. Like you hate video games. Like yeah, you're right. You're right. You nerds. Right? Yeah. Like just that kind. That would be amazing, right? I think that would be the perfect thing I would write. But we're not gonna get that. That's not pro wrestling. We're gonna get. I think the Cole and Roddy Strong are in on it. I like. I like that idea. I like the idea that Cole, that Roderick Strong, thinks that by given MJF the Kansas City comp punt, he's doing Adam Cole a favor. Yes. But it distracts Cole Adam it. Cole. Right, but Adam Cole is distracted by what Roderick Strong did. Why'd you MJF do that? Is, right, MJF just gets a pinfall victory, a roll-up. Roll-up, he while he's, while he he's grabbing even, his nuts. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's like, he could even be grabbing the tights a little bit, right? Like, yeah. MJF. Right, yeah, right? yeah, just, yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Just remember who I am, right? One, two, three. Mm-hmm. So then Adam Cole, because this foot is, on the rope, right? Because then this would be cool. Because then Adam Cole goes, Roderick Strong, you piece of shit, and that's where you get that uh, kingdom with Roderick Strong versus Adam Cole feud can go take off, and then MJF can be like, I'm the champ. We get another contender. They don't even need to see each other. But what you could do is, regardless of who's where, right? Play the same kind get, of thing I was saying in the future. But, but, but like you separate them, like you don't even right. have them. They never see any, yep. but then when one of them's in peril, whoever it is, you have the other one with the double clothesline shirt 
run down and they hit the double clothesline and they hug and they're back motherfuckers and then we can come back to that story yeah so i would even do kind of what i said right like you said so he goes off and fights roddy strong's new you know mid-card roh faction he wins over there mjf is going on he's still got his thing we come back we do that sort of like oh hey Oh hey, I haven't seen you in a while. God, you look great, right? Like Kevin, right? Like that—that that almost like first time seeing each other after an awkward breakup moment, right? Where they're kind of like, okay, all right, well. Anyway, I gotta go. We're gonna we got a tag team match later, right? Where they're kind of like jealous, that kind of like passing thing, and then yeah, then he's in peril. He's getting sold out by his current tag team partner, and out comes the other one in the double clothesline to save the day. <laughs> yes, and then we get the like Harry met Sally ending right where they're bro hugging it out again yeah definitely uh so we shall Tony, see again there hire us but this has ten thousand ways it could go it feels like and i love every single way it feels like so far uh all right let's get into some in-ring action now here we have the lucha bros versus blackpool combat club and i mean kind of like what we talked about on rampage following up on hey we're taking out all these aw original teams they took the Lucha Bros lunch money in this shit. So when does this eventually get to the House of Black then? It feels like it should. But is the, so here's the question I have for you. Outsider's perspective. We got this fucking CM Punk wearing collider shirts, right? And we know as he does some jujitsu and kickboxing and Alistair black does you know so they're all hanging out does do you ever think that the house of black even makes it back over to dynamite maybe not i don't miss them if i'm being honest they really weren't moving the needle for me they're fine brody king is the coolest of the three he just a fucking monster like Obviously, Darby Allen is giving of his body more than anyone else. But if Brody King can make the I choke people out on the apron and let them fall as his signature, that's a motherfucker. Yeah, I'd almost I would look, Buddy Murphy, you're fine, but he doesn't fit with this. I'd get him out of that. I'd stop this House of Black thing and I would just have Malachi Black using maybe Brody as like his murderer, right? That like. Oh, you think you can beat me in a match and I don't get a, a title rematch? Well, you're getting choked out, dangled off the side of the ring by this crazy, you know, goth Festus here. <laughs> goth Festus. That's a great, that's what we need right there. We need a goth Festus. Yeah. Well, I would put him with even someone yeah. smaller. I would put him with like a, uh, oh my God. Fucking throw all this bullshit to the side of well, so here's the thing the backstage politics is of uh, would suck. But let's just say it doesn't exist because fucking grow up. We're all adults here. We're trying to make money. Fucking Takesha's fine. Get all these fucking people out of here, right? Brody King does the bidding for Don Callis. Oh. That's who I would have him fucking oh. be like, you want to mess with this guy? You want to mess with this monster? And Brody King's like, Boom. you know, and fuck it. Again, I would make that signature of the choke out. You fucking fall yeah, on the ground. I think the thing with right now is Christian's doing that with Luchasaurus. So that's probably well, why we don't get that right now. Look, we know what Luchasaurus needs to do. We already wrote it. It, it's written in time. It's going to happen. 
So we got that taken care of. That's not going to be this. So we can do this. And we're still getting there because how they break him off of Christian is Christian is going to berate him and be like, I've told you a million fucking times you're not a fucking dinosaur. You look stupid in this Pegasaurus fucking fake Legion of Doom fucking shoulder pad, right? Just running him down. You're a man. You're a man, Austin, or whatever his fucking name is, right? Like, you're a man. And that's when he goes into that depression. That's what needs to happen. That's the pro wrestling trope that I think needs to be more prevalent is so often when someone gets berated, they, well, then I'm a baby face and that can happen. Sometimes it's fine, but more often than not in real life, when the boss yells at the, uh, you know, employees, they go, Oh man, I'm going to suck. I'm probably going to get fired. They don't go, well then fuck you boss. They, you I'm know, get fired again. Why do I suck all the time? I can't get my shit yeah, together. You're fucking right. You're fucking right about me. That's how it needs to go. That's Side why note. we connected to hangman. He had yes. real feelings, whether they were real or not to perceive to him. These were the struggles. Yeah. These were his internal thoughts. Yeah. Because if you go back to that storyline, when the young bucks call him a drunk, if that was WWE, Hangman is then giving buckshot lariats to both young bucks, and now he's bang bang. Oh, and, and they're pouring beer on his face while while yeah. they beat him up, and you know. Yeah, right. Um, side note: going back to Collision, though, did you see the promo that Christian Cage did with his daughter yes. backstage? Yes. <laughs> Can I touch the title? Yeah. Did you win this title? Did you win this title? That's so like. Again, he always has that like. Like just and perfect then, thing to say. Yeah. And then the go find your mother. And then yeah. security, she isn't yes. credentialed. Get her out of the building. <laughs> just Love the it. best. Yeah. Just the best. Uh all right, let's get back into dynamite here though. Uh we'll get back on track. So again, Blackpool Combat Club, they take the mask of Ray Fe- or excuse me, of uh Penta, which again it feels like everyone does. Um, they beat the shit out of Ray Phoenix. And just as you have on our one shot here, Claudio then puts on the fucking mask and starts walking around. What a great shot. Yeah. He like, but you're right. We have a clip out on our YouTube page where you can find where we've discussed this, like Penta, let's get a mask with a strap underneath the chin or something. Let's make this a little harder to fucking, you know, let's tighten this thing up. Sew it into your hair or something like it's just it's annoying how often Face it paint falls off. Seems to last longer. The warrior could go a whole match sometimes without that shit pulling off. Sting, talk to Sting. Yeah, but I, I just again, Penta is the coolest, right? One of the coolest wrestlers of all time. Yeah, I don't hate Penta at all. I hate that we rely on the his mask is gone. Brother, I can yeah. put together three clips and know what your face looks like. You know what I mean? It's not that fucking hard. We've seen enough of you fucking going, oh, and so it's not anything anymore. Yeah, Anyhow. Right. It's 2023. Um, I know where you live. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so <laughs> Blackpool Combat Club then just jump out of the ring and then they go into the crowd flipping everyone off. Yeah. So you you think if I if I make you a gun to your head, I, I tell you where is Blackpool Combat I still Club? Don't see where going? else we go, right? They don't have a they don't have a reason to take anything over. They don't have a whatever. So like putting them out, going after a title against another group that loves to get weird would fit. But again, they are on different shows. So absent of that, I don't know what you do with it. Do you run back a triple threat at All In? 
Blackpool Combat Club, best friends. Maybe because because uh, here's what like Death the Triangle. only other group that I think that's that's like budding is this Mogul Entertainment, right? But you don't want to pit them up against the Blackpool Combat Club because they'll murder them, right? Mm-hmm. And you can't have Blackpool Combat Club lose to that group. So again, like I don't unless you're going to come up with a new group of three that's trying to do something, but that still feels like you're stalling the Blackpool Combat Club to just beat some more chumps. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm not sure what this we do. trios thing. Look, yeah, if you're going to keep getting a conflated big rosters. Trio's division is a way to help with some of that, but we need some more trio storylines now then, right? Mm-hmm. Like I need more trios teams. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. We will find out. Uh, all right. So then we go backstage. Kenny Omega is stopped by Marvez and Marvez is like, well, you saw the young bucks FTR. They're going to do some cool shit. What are you going to do? <laughs> cool shit. Yeah. And Kenny Omega is like, I'll tell JR next week. Get the fuck out of here, fatty. I'll do and cooler Mar- shit. Yeah, Marvis is like, do you want to give me a scoop? Like a fucking ice cream, fat ass? Get the hell out of here. Fat! Uh, exactly. Fat ass! Uh, love that one. And so... This so fat some So here's the thing, though. People are rumoring that it's Takeshita and Kenny Omega. So what do you do with Kenny Omega? I, I don't know. Kenny Omega is another guy that I have, I get it, right? We talk about these guys where I'm like, okay, I get why you guys like him. I can't, I don't I don't really have an, aff- oh, an affection for him. I do, but not as a baby face. When he was doing the 69, 69 me Don. Yeah, that stuff was he good. Was, yeah. And he was doing this. 69 this, me Don was hilarious, yeah. And the, and the crazy suits, like when he was wearing, uh, let me see if I can grab this without destruction yeah when he was wearing shit like this you know what i mean walking around this is the kenny omega the cleaner that i like this kenny omega which was cool when it was going up against blackpool combat club because blackpool combat club was so vicious right but if it's not a vicious person he's going up against yeah i agree with you it's like what are you doing man i don't get it so um Okay, so if we let me, I'll challenge myself. Here you go, Tim. I'll challenge yeah. myself. Tom has the pencil. So I booked Takeshita and Will Ospreay yep. so versus Jericho and Sammy yep. Guevara. So they're gone. They're not doing double duty. Got to nope. pay them a lot coming over to the National. Yeah. They need the rest. Samoa Joe called out CM Punk. So you're not going to get that. John Cena said no. Young Bucks are doing a tag match against FTR. So those Brock are Brock is out. filming Fast and the Furious 14, so he can't make it. Hangman. Or Jumanji also, 7, one of the things. Yeah. Hangman is also not doing anything right now. You don't want to necessarily run that back, but that could be a person he tags with. Yeah, well, because they, they just did the whole the elites all on good terms and they all resign. And so that would be, we'd have to do a lot of work to get there. Kenny Omega and hangman. We'd have short. No, time no, 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 I wouldn't do it. No, I'm just saying you could tag them together. They oh could yeah. Be tag, tag them together. Team. Yep. I mean, if you really wanted to challenge yourself and really wanted to like, see what they're worth in the ring, you could say that the acclaimed 
are pissed off at everyone for what they made Billy Gunn do. And you could do the acclaim versus Kenny Omega and hangman, Adam page. Number one. Contenders yeah. Match. You could easily get there. You have Kenny Omega and hangman saying something in the back to, in an offhand interview for sports illustrated or whatever. And they talk about how, when they were a tag team, they were the greatest tag team and they could have had an amazing run and nobody would have been able to beat them and fucking, Right here come the acclaimed, and they're like, "I'm sorry, nobody could have beat you." Right, like you could easily yeah. get there. Yes, that is, and that's great. Scrap it, nothing. Easiest one to do. You're like, yeah, that's great, but it sucks. Let me tell you something. No, 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 no. Yeah, it, I'll tell you something better. Because uh, poor Hangman, I don't know what you do with Hangman. I'd actually have to think on that. Here's the easiest thing to do. Next week, Jim Ross is talking to Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega is like, you know, there's a lot of interesting people here. I just really don't know my direction. It says something to like, I don't know how to make this decision on like what I want to do there. And then the let's say it's a backstage or it's a hotel room, right? Because they've done that before where it's like a hotel room. That hotel room, you just start to hear is getting fucking throttled. Chairs are getting thrown, glass breaks, everything like that. Camera goes over. Miro walks in and says, I have been put on a mission to take you out. They say that you are the best. I have to prove to my God that has forsaken me that I am the uh, best. Miro, but, but it's. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, he says, My God has been running from me and I've been chasing his tracks, but I've come to find out recently somebody has been cleaning his tracks for him and now I need to find the cleaner. And that's you, right? Yeah. <laughs> you just, right? Something to, yeah. Where something is to my the, God, right? Like, yeah. yeah. Oh. Something to that effect that it's, I have, I have a mission to take you out. And then at all in Miro versus Kenny Omega. They're there doing their ham it up. Look at my dick, right? The elites over there making jokes, cracking things. Miro's on the hunt. He's, he's talking about, he said earlier his God is cleaning his tracks, right? Running from him. And he's looking for who's cleaning his tracks. And as they're doing their thing, Kenny Omega's cleaner ladies over there with some brooms and Miro, like in the back, as they're doing their smell, my dick thing, he sees the broom and he sees Omega and whap, right? Crack over the back of the head. I like that, but that's what I would do. Something to, of that effect, Yeah, but it's Miro, Miro Kenny Omega. Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah. That would be great. That would be good stuff. I'll have to think on Hangman, though. That would be harder. Because maybe he doesn't even go to London. Maybe he's like, I want to be with my kid. I don't know. We'll find out. Uh, feels like they, he, he, of all people, because he's one of the original four. Got to find a way to get a horse into Wembley. Yeah, exactly. So, all right, let's keep it moving. Swerve Strickland horse is the tank. There. I mean, that'd be fun, too. Uh, Swerve Strickland is here, and he's with this whole crew. And he's like, what up, bitches? Fuck you. <laughs> and then Darby Allen goes, Hey, AR Fox, you piece of shit. You didn't tell the whole truth. Uh, you, 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 you fucking suck, man. And look at you. You made it here without that call. And so you're mad that I'm helping a 16 year old. Like, fuck you. And then he goes, you got all these friends. You forget. I got a friend. And what looked to be I'm just going to say it, Tim, bad PR. I don't care. Didn't look great when you have a white man beating a black man with a baseball bat. Thought we could have done that. Not in the show. 
That's the first yeah. thing I thought of. I was like, yeah. why is well, a black man putting a bat to a black man's throat? I want to like this mogul embassy thing more than I am because like I want Swerve to get some exposure and have a faction and do his thing, but this just feels thrown together and ragtag, right? It feels like when they made the core after the Nexus broke up, right? <laughs> like it just feels like Oh, I- I you know? think they all make sense. I like all of it. And especially because now they say that there's a financial between yeah. the embassy and mogul. So I get it. Prince Nana is the one who's growing on me the most when he yeah. just stands out there before swerve comes out, which I think that's a well, cool just thing. Laughs where, at things. Yeah. Well, and he's like, does the swerve and not yeah. swerve when not drive and all that. I think another cool thing that he does. That's just low key. It's just something I, I like as a detail is he waits like it's when I swerve, when I drive and like, then he comes out. He just doesn't come out when the music plays. He comes out when he's ready kind of thing. Uh, the only one who I think doesn't fit, if I'm being honest, is Brian Cage. Kick his mm-hmm. ass out. The The tag team, Swerve, Prince Nana, and AR Fox. That works together. But just like Team Taz, kick Brian Cage out of this fucking thing. Well, you got Big Bill in there, too. Well, no, he's not on there. He's just a he's just a friend of... of uh, uh, okay. And that's right. where I'd say... Let's let's do a tag team, Big Bill and Brian Cage versus the 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 tag team of Mogul uh, Embassy or whatever. So anyhow, another detail that I noticed and I wanted your opinion on. So the lights go out, Sting comes out, everyone runs right, and you know, Sting, right, Sting. You always know it's going to be Sting because all of a sudden Tony Schiavone takes the lead on commentary. As a quick thing, you're like, what is this? What's going on? It's like, why is an Excalibur talking? Oh, because he's got to say, it's starting. Fine. But what I noticed with Sting, little bit of red, little bit of red drawn outside the mouth. Are we getting Joker Sting? What do you think? I wouldn't mind a return to Joker Sting because Joker Sting was lost to TNA, you know, like, especially like late Hogan TNA where people had already started kind of like, we're out. I agree. Yeah. We're done. And I think it's one of the best things that he did right now. We only got a, I think a brief moment where I saw it. Like maybe I don't think so if I watched every week, every second, every minute, but it was entertaining. Well, and I think we have more, I think we have better creative people Mm -hmm. in AEW that can like, I'm not saying Jericho is the end all be all, but if Sting's like, so what I'm going to do tonight? And Jericho's like, hey, man, actually, if you did this a little different, that'd be better. And Sting's like, cool. Because the one thing that, peeking behind the curtain, that Sting has kind of uh, been credited for is uh, he he's very open to ideas. You know, Scott Hall gave him the crow. Th- like, he doesn't mm-hmm. go, God damn it. He goes, oh, you think that'd be good? Okay, let's try that then. Let let's see where it goes. If he likes it. Now, obviously, I you know he's probably said no to certain things, but he's been known to say, "I'll try what you need." Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at his WWE run. That all fucking sucked, and that probably wasn't none of his idea. You know what I mean? Um. So we'll see. I just noticed that I was like, "Why is there red on his face?" So we'll see what happens. And then, uh, Tim, you know one thing though that I have noticed. It is the main event, but it's still in the last half hour. So maybe we say it's the last half hour. So you know what that means. Yeah. Well, now the new thing is it's the main event. So it's time for the women. Yes. 
and this happened. Uh, Hikaru Shida won. Hey, listen. Hikaru Shida and JAS are two of the most. Anna J. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, Anna J. Um, she took uh, off the AS. Yes, Anna J. They're two of the most. We are giving you every ounce of energy and approach to this. We got uh, women's wrestlers they, they have in the roster, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to come in swinging. They're going to sweat. They're going to bleed. They're going to go as long as you need, right? Like, they're going to try to steal the show. And they did that mm-hmm. here. Like, they 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 put in all of that effort here. And, again, you know, she she just won the title, so there isn't a whole lot of story time, build-up time here, right? I'm just still wondering what, what we're going to do now with Sheeta. I would have loved a story that got us to Anna Jay battling Sheeta and would have cared more about this match going in because I think the match was fine enough that it could have delivered as, like, you know what I mean? A reason for me to care about the outcome of the winner. As it was, like, I know Sheeta's winning the match, right? Well, and she's going to go to the four-way at the pay-per-view, right? Because they yeah. talked about how they have a strong history at pay-per-views with four-way women's matches. Okay. I think that's kind of lame, but whatever. We'll say that's the thing. Um, but, yeah, the, this is the thing with the women outside of the outcast for a split second and Britt Baker. Tell me the... Th- Okay, let's let's exclude Britt Baker and let's exclude the outcast. What's the what's the best storyline for women? Thunder Rosa Britt Baker. I said you can't use Britt Baker. In the Britt Baker thing, so yeah. What is it? Exactly. Because they never Yeah. Jade Cargill, maybe, but that's it was so long that it's hard to call that a story now, you know. I mean, yeah, it was just a win streak, but yeah. yeah. So that's where it's just, God bless America. Get someone to write for the women, Tony. Again, I'm going off of internet rumors and they could all be bullshit. So it could be that it's Christopher Daniels writing this shit or Dustin Rhodes. I don't know who the fuck it is. What I'm saying though is whoever it is, you need fucking help. So Mark Henry or whoever it is. Yeah. Step to the side because you kind of suck. Um but it was a good match. I'm not going to say it wasn't a bad match. Uh, it was a very good match. It just had no. Yeah, match was fine. That's what I meant. Like, there was just no, no real reason to care about it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, she, uh, Hikaru Shida, won the match and we ended Shida, the show. She. Shida won. Holy Shida, she won. Yeah. So, like I said, I thought this was kind of a. I'm just in a wait and see mode with Washita as the champ again, and and the women's title, and and hey, he got the message is what it seems like Tony Khan, right? The the sign in the audience, and the people discussing the sign in the audience clearly made him go like, okay, we got to do something. Now that's half the battle is saying we got to do something. Coming up with the thing to do is the next and harder part of the battle, and that's what we've yet to see. So I'm holding off any sort of praise and anything like that. Yeah. I agree, but also it just the whole episode was like, what are we doing? A little off. You know? Some might say that about this episode of the Spanish Announce Table, but we would blame AEW Dynamite for that thing. No, you blame Vince. <laughs> Fuck Vince. Uh, yeah, blame Vince. It's his fucking fault. Blame yeah, Vince. that's yeah. sunburned butthole. But with that, we <laughs> will get out of here and urge you to check out uh, SpanishAnnounceTable.net, right? Subscribe to the Substack there. Check out all the social medias, buy a t-shirt, donate some money, do whatever you can do on there. Subscribe to the videos, share the videos, like the videos, tell your friends. That helps us out, and it's free, right? And uh, until next time, uh, relax a little bit, meditate, 
uh, and go do some butthole signing. The Spanish announce table.